Hello, and welcome to Cubicle Confidential, weekly advice for the working stiff. I'm Chris DeSantis, and let me introduce my co-host, starting with G's, the guffaw-inducing, the gregarious, and the ever-so-genuine Mary Abijay. Well, good afternoon, Chris DeSantis. Uh, hello, everybody. I am Mary Abijay, and I would like to introduce to you my co-host, the gifted, the gracious, and the good-hearted Mr. Chris DeSantis. Hey, Mary, how are I'm you? Good. You know, you are really super gracious. Oh, I don't believe that. Were you that, born that I'm... way or no, did you no, develop no, no. I... graciosity? <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of appearing gracious in your eyes, but I don't necessarily see myself that way, but that's really nice. You know, gracious is a nice quality for people to have. I'm thinking, I think maybe for 2023, I'm going to try to imbue myself with more graciousness. I think gracious is a large category. I think I think the easiest way to start would be just being polite to people. Yeah. Not your and not that you're impolite. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about if you're going to step into graciousness. Yeah. I think polite is a good place to start. I think I think graciousness of being as partly polite and partly kind. Yes. And generous. I think that's right. Just like kindness, generosity, and politeness all rolled into one would make me gracious. Which is funny because it's the opposite of what we'll be talking about. <laughs> <I know. laughs> And let's be clear, graciousness has nothing to do with being graceful, which I will never be. Uh, but as Chris just alluded to, dear listeners, our show today has some pretty ungracious questions. In fact, we're calling this show Cheap and Dirty. So Chris DeSantis, I've got four questions today. They're either about people being cheap or people being dirty. And I don't mean dirty like patty mouth. I mean dirty like like dirty, like like icky, like, oh, that's gross. So I'm- I, Unclean. Unclean. Clean, that's even better. Uh, so uh, before we kick off with our first question, this did get me thinking about uh, about being cheap. So to mm -hmm. you, um, what is the difference between being cheap, stingy, or frugal? Like how do you do you see those differently? Yeah, you know, I, 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 I thinking about it, uh, I do. And I'll use myself as an example. I think I tend towards cheap as opposed to frugal. I think at one time I might have been a bit frugal. Well, wait, how know, do you sort of. define the difference? Well, um, uh, uh, th this is my this is where I'm going. The frugal side is I'm, I'm not a saver of things, but cheap is I refuse to pay top dollar. Okay. So this leaves me with you know that leaves me with being cheap yeah. because I don't I don't hold on to old aluminum foil as it were. <laughs> but if I'm buying wine, because that would be frugal. <laughs> That would be frugal. But if I'm buying wine, I have a price cap, and, and unless it's a special occasion, and then I have a price cap. So, <laughs> so you're cheap, but not stingy, because I find you very well, generous. So stingy is, well, what, how do you define stingy? Yeah, stingy is, is I think, is a behavior that uh, negatively affects others. And so I am not likely to do that to somebody else. So I'm not going to, I'll pay my fair share or I will be, to your point, I will be be generous to them, but I will not, you know, I will not make them pay for me being cheap. 
Got it. That makes a lot of sense. So cheap is kind of our internal cap on what we're yeah. willing to spend. Frugal is about saving stuff, right? Not letting go right. or reusing. And stingy is really more about how generous we are to others, right? Or how generous right. we are. So that's really interesting. So you are, you are, you are cheap in many areas, except I hear for wine. Uh, you are willing to go. <laughs> no, I'm cheap with wine too. But <laughs> well, so where are you? Where are you? Where are you cheap and where are you not cheap? There must be some things in your life that you are like willing to splurge on. Yeah, I think so. I think when I in the category of uh, art and artifact, if I understand what I'm looking at in terms of the perception of the value, then I accept that because you know I accept that even though I would like to get it for less so don't get you know your gallery you like a good sale here and there absolutely a little discount discount exactly but if I if I recognize value I think I'm more uh, uh, willing to 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 you know, open my wallet, be less Jack Benny. Remember Jack <laughs> Benny? <laughs> so I was thinking about this, and my husband can correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong. I'm not cheap. I'm not mm-hmm. definitely not stingy. I might mm-hmm. lean more towards frugality. Like, for example, Chris and I, my husband's name is Chris, dear listeners, as my podcast partner's name is, uh, <laughs> we do live well below our means. So I, with, would that be stingy? That'd be frugal. No, I think that's prudent. Okay, I think then, that's then I'm, prudent. Pr- I'm prudent. I'm prudent. Yeah, I think you're being prudent. Frugal would be saying, oh, no, 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 let's not, let's, let's, uh, these blinds that we've had, like, because I see your office here, you have blinds behind you. you if you had blinds that you've had for 30 years, I might say, well, that's a tad frugal. I might lean a little bit towards frugality. <laughs> yeah, but they don't, you know what I'm saying? So I think the idea there is that, that you don't ever replace. Put, you know what? Put I it think this way. Duct tape is my friend. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think frugal borders on hoarding. Yeah, oh, that's you know true. Then my husband's frugal. No, my husband's just yeah. a hoarder. Uh, but I will tell you a funny story about frugality. Uh, <laughs> I would, I can't remember who told me. There was one of my employees when I owned the bar told, was telling me about their grandmother. Um, so this was 20 years ago. So this person would have been a traditionalist, right? And mm-hmm. grew up during the Depression and where money mm-hmm. was very tight. And she lived in a farmhouse. And so they would set uh, glue traps for the mice. And instead of buying new glue traps after they caught the <laughs> yeah. mice, she would snip the, them off the legs and reuse so the little <laughs> and reuse the glue traps so that there would like be little like little feet <laughs> oh in the my glue God. traps. I love that story so much. It's just so horrible. It's just, just the idea. That, so, and the little I mean, mice that's frugal. That's frugal. <laughs> that's, that's frugal. frugal. So, all right. So whether you're frugal, cheap, stingy, or prudent, we've got our first question. I think you're going to agree is definitely about maybe cheap and stingy. So if you are ready, Mr. DeSantis. I am certainly let's ready. Let's get to it. All right, everybody. Dear Cubicle Confidential, my boss is a cheapskate. And by cheapskate, I mean a skinflint when it comes to tipping. We are in real estate, and so we are often taking clients to lunch, traipsing about the city in taxis, Ubers, etc. He rarely tips more than 10%, which I find personally embarrassing and quite frankly, reprehensible. This is not how I was raised. Should I mention this to him? Since he pays with a corporate card, I don't have any ability to intervene when the bill comes. So what can I do? Signed, (laughs) my boss is a cheapskate in Chesapeake. (laughs) That's fantastic. All right, so this one, I I think we are going to be in agreement. Like, 
nothing drives me crazier than people who are cheap, cheap with tipping service people. Oh, that, yeah, that, and the fact that you are in their company. Oh, it's embarrassing. It's humiliating. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this guy, no, this guy's certainly a cheapskate. And I agree with the, the, um, my boss is a cheapskate. The, the writer here, I, I think it is reprehensible. The, I, I believe the norm used to be 20%, and I think it's even gone up a little bit since then, quite frankly. But I think that, let's say the minimum is 20%. Well, let's say the minimum is 15%, because I think that's what most people think. For you and oh, really? I, it's 20% is the minimum, but I think most people sternly think 15 Yeah, well, and, and again, people. let's just say there's it has to go up. And so I think you need to say something, but you need to do it in a way that doesn't impinge on his own self-image. Yeah. You see, that's one of the challenges with this. Uh, also, he may even revel in the fact that he's cheap. Oh you see, God, that's a problem. Right? So He might. Yeah. So first, I think first off, make sure there is not a 10% tipping policy for corporate cards. There likely is not, though. Yeah. You know? Well, that's I interesting. I, that never occurred to me. Yeah, because there might be a rule here. Uh, I would then frame it as a corporate image issue. That's one option you can do. The company name is on the card. Each time we give below market tips, it's a reflection of the brand. So we work hard for our, what, what does she get? And she's real estate, 6% or something like that. They're working hard for what they should be getting too. And that might be the 15 or 20%. Now, uh, the other way I approach this is you can, you can say to him, hey, you can do me a small favor. When you're with me, Please tip at the 20% level. And, and why do I ask this? Well, when I was in school, I worked waiting tables, and I know how important those tips were. I also know, and this is the key, I also know uh, what people in the kitchen did to food for poor tippers. <laughs> I don't want to worry about what I'm eating. And so now, if this doesn't work that you never worked on, uh, worked as a, you know, a table person or a waitress or waiter, then just say your roommate did it. But I think it might work as a way to motivate this individual. So those are my choices. What you got anything else? Oh yeah, I do. To? Interesting. I I've naturally, as our dear listeners will know, I took the more passive aggressive approach. <laughs> I took the less direct approach, the easier approach, the softer approach. I know uh, what you did. Because I think some people are just naturally cheap. And I might be a little hesitant uh to tell my boss how to tip because I'd be afraid of the backlash. And by the right. way, this would drive me crazy. Can I just just um, digress for a minute. I know a lot mm -hmm. of rich people, and I'm stunned how many of them are cheap when it comes to tipping service people. Like I have been mm. in taxis with really rich friends who just like dropped thousands of dollars at like you know Burberry or Louis Vuitton, and then tip mm -hmm. the cab driver like a dollar. Like it just it stuns me. All right. So anyway, here's what I would do. There's a, there's, there's, a, there's a, some reasons behind some of that behavior. Well, what is the 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 greater your your uh, sense of self, the uh, the corollary there can be not always, but can be that you have uh, less regard for those who haven't attained what you've retained. Oh, interesting. So you you see yourself as a, a, a distinctly from them, and so you don't relate to them as you might have because you don't see yourself ever in that circumstance. Wow. I mean, just so everyone knows, like I am an outrageously obnoxious tipper. I tip 25%. I've never gotten to even a $5 Uber ride. I'm giving five bucks as a tip. Like I just- Yeah, good for you. Well, I think it's the measure of a good person. Like what's $5 to me? Someone who's working- Exactly. I mean, if you, if you, if you compare the difference between what they have to do for $5 and what I have to do to $5, that's when I think I'm, my husband says I'm overly generous. But I was in the service business, mm. so I know it's important. All right. So to my answer. So here, first of all, 
get thee to a physical bank. Go into a bank and get a bunch of fives, tens, and twenties. Just have some cash on you because what you're going to do is you're going to augment your boss's tips. I knew you were going to say behind their back. And it's really, it's going to make you feel better. It's going to make you stand out to the wait staff. They're going to remember you. They're going to, uh, it's going to avoid any awkward conversations. It's really easy to do this. Let's say you're in a restaurant. At some point you have to use the restroom. So you get up and you find the waitress and you Palmer a five, you Palmer a 10, you Palmer a 20, whatever you think it's going to be. So that, and you'll just say, listen, I just, you've done a really great great job. I just want to make sure we take care of you. Bam. Or you conveniently leave your scarf in the restaurant and you have to run back in really quickly and give it to uh, the waiter or the wait staff. You could also become really talented. You know how when you can fold that money up in the palm of your hand and you shake someone's hand and you pass off the money, get really good at this because you can use this for valets, for like concierges, for anybody who you're kind of standing there as you're leaving. Um, And if you're in an Uber, if you're in an Uber, just be the last one on the car. And as you're getting out, lean over to thank the driver and drop a fiver in the front seat. Like it is really easy to do. It will be fun. You will, um, you'll be able to like get really stealth about it. You will feel great about yourself. People will feel great about you and your boss never needs to know how cheap they are. Well, I don't know. I, I like I, I like the essence of your advice. I don't <laughs> think she should be responsible for supplementing all things in in the work environment. I also think sooner or later he's going to catch her because it's just, you just you're going. And what if they're at a lunch with ten people? Well, and does she does she does she palm a fifty? No, I, I think <laughs> in that case in that case at some point you're just. Uh, giving a tip from yourself. So I would never say she should ever give more than 20. And yes, of course it will cost her a little bit more money, but think of what she will, think of what she will get in self-esteem and, and the well-being of these acts of generous kindness. Yeah. I I, I like it. I mean, I I could live with that. You know, now that I'm thinking out loud here, we could also go after um, having one of the wait staff tell them at some point in time. Yeah. Sir. Sir, 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 this, this isn't a tip. Yeah, no. That's, this is a, a suggestion of a tip. That's never going to happen. not a tip. That's never going to happen because that waits person would get fired. Oh, I know, I know. So. I would do, I, if you could only find somebody that was going on their last day. Well, work. you know, this reminds me, I mean, some people are firmly ensconced in their belief about tipping. Like, uh, remember the movie Reservoir Dogs where Mr. Pink's like, I don't tip waitresses. Uh, some people, they know <laughs> oh, no. better, but they have this belief that that's all those people deserve. So. Right, yeah, well, no, I'm we've, saddened. We've given uh, my boss is a cheapskate in Chesapeake. That's hard to say, cheapskate in Chesapeake. Uh, we've given her a couple <laughs> of ideas. I like them. The direct approach or the Mary Average cowardly passive, but you'll make you feel great approach. <laughs> Mary Average expensive. <laughs> hey, building up the karma, baby. Karma costs money. If you're enjoying the show, please let us know. Give us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends to tune into Cubicle Confidential. Uh, All right. So, Chris, our next question is the dirty one. Are you ready? (laughs) I am so (laughs) ready. It's so gross. Dear Chris and Mary, 
We are a small four-person company. This is not my company, people. Uh, we are a small, <laughs> I should be really clear about this. Uh, uh, we are a small four-person company. Two of our employees, both young men, share a bathroom. It has come to our attention that one of them is not cleaning up after himself after he uses the toilet. In parentheses, it says, think poop. <laughs> <laughs> And the other employee is upset about it and doesn't feel that it is his responsibility to clean up after the other. These employees also do not like each other, so they cannot have a friendly conversation between them about this. We need to step in and have a conversation about bathroom etiquette, but have no idea how to go about it without embarrassing them. It should be noted that cleaning supplies are readily available in their bathroom, so the issue is simply one of disregard or laziness. Signed, Hmm. Bathroom Bandit in Bellevue. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, Chris. I cannot wait to hear what you have to say about this. Well, I'm I'm taking a bit of a round, but in a word though, yuck. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. who wants to walk into that? <laughs> this is right? not gonna be one of those fun workplace conversations. No, no. And what's really sad is you are you, 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 you in uh, Bellevue, you're only a four-person shop and half the workforce doesn't get along. <laughs> half <laughs> of the people there. So I think uh this involves an all hands you know, meeting, you know, sort of a come to Jesus meeting. But the bathroom habit or the lack thereof is 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 not likely to be the core issue here. I don't think that's the core issue. They've already said they don't like each other, right? So it's a symptom of a bigger problem. So what you all need to do, the four of you need to sit down and hash it out. Uh, you know, don't I don't want to talk about flushing the toilet. You want to talk about what's <laughs> happening between you two people, what's going on here, and why is it happening? Four people, one room, one issue. Why aren't you getting along? And what do we have to do to resolve it? Then start with the bathroom issue. You can, uh, they, they will start with the bathroom issue. But again, I think this is, again, that has very little to do with what's really happening here, but is a symptom of what's happening here. And uh, we need to know why the two of you are having difficulty working together and what the two of you will do to fix that. If you don't fix it, we will have to explore alternatives. Now, until you do, here's what we're going to do. We're going to, we propose hiring a cleaning service for the men's room. They will come in weekly. We will deduct the expense from your uh, salaries until you propose a better solution. So wow. that's what I would say. Interesting. 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 I have to like think about that for a minute because my answer was really very straightforward and probably not going to work. Um, <laughs> well, I, I, there is a directness to, you know, I, there is a, I remember now, this is a bodily function yeah. that you got to deal with every single day. Yeah. You want to deal not with that Not at fast. work. Only men poop at work. I mean, I, you, I, I don't <laughs> think I could find, I, if, I, if I surveyed 100 women, I bet you only 5% of them poop at work. Really? That's oh, an interesting women do question. Their, women do their business at home. Listeners, email us. Let us know, do you poop at work? <laughs> and I mean, oh, yes, on a regular yes. basis, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone has to- Oh, yeah. No, I, I think it's a regular basis for anyway. Men, for that's, men. That's, well, I'm just saying it's a regular- We have to do it anyway. Yeah. I'm just saying most women do it, I think, at home. I'm going to check, I'm gonna check huh. this out. That's my feeling. Anyway, I think you go straight at it. I think you go, you go, hey, you two. And I don't even think you make it about them. I say- if I know that this one person is the one doing it, I'm going to go right to mm-hmm. him and say, Chris, 
If you don't start flushing the toilet, if you don't start like, here are the rules for the bathroom. Like I would say, I would make like three to five rules or maybe I'd have them help make the rules and then it would be enforce them. And I'd be like, and then if you don't do this every time you don't flush the toilet or whatever it is that he's he's not doing, I would say mm-hmm. I would say you're getting docked like five bucks. Or conversely, I would say here's a bathroom cleanliness etiquette bonus. Uh, if this bathroom, if we have no complaints about this bathroom at the end of the month, then you each <laughs> receive the fifty bucks. If we, for every complaint that we have, we take 10 away. Cause I did read somewhere that giving people fear more losing what they're getting than getting what they don't have. Um, right. so no, I, I might a, try that. I don't I just see that. I, well, or we're putting I a Nest camera in that bathroom and we will yeah, know yeah. who's not flushing. Then you tell them, you're going to warn them like, if we don't do this, the shit's going to hit the fan. That's is right. that what you're going to say? <laughs> I think with this, I mean, this is so awkward, but you're going to have to hold the offending employee responsible, right? Post no, I know, but and- again, I think if you fix this problem, then there'll be another problem. It'll be the coffee pot. It'll be something. Oh, that, you It'll could be, be right. So this is a serious. You know, another solution is quite simple: is get one of those giant swans. You don't remember those? No. Oh yeah, they used to put them when little kids were trying to potty train. Oh, They'd sit them on the God. swan. So put a swan on there. Oh my God! <laughs> so they know where the aim is. Or, I think that's a funny. Or make idea. them sign up to poop. Like they have to sign. They, <laughs> they, have, they have to sign, or they have to like get a hall pass to poop, and then you can check the bathroom after everybody poops to see who's making the mess. <laughs> or get one of those alarms. You know that has a, like a, a red light that rings. <laughs> There's an alarm. There's a pooping going. On. Oh my God! That's yeah, a smell detector, right? <laughs> Well, well, I think it really boils down to is you got two people that got to figure out how to get along, and and that and this thing is just an you know uh, basically um, a symptom of something that's worse. And I I think you just have an employee that has no bathroom etiquette. Well, there's that too. There's a possibility of that. All right. So they've got it. So uh, so Bath and Bandit in Bellevue, we've gave them a couple of options to go in. Like they can go in for the global real problem, or they could try mm -hmm. to sort tea into the problem the poopy you know what i thought was interesting about the whole question was there's four employees and they have two bathrooms i'm thinking what a strange thing does do they have two bathrooms yeah well they said uh uh we are four person company two of our employees both young share a bathroom well they might be they might be in different spots like it might be like who knows maybe it's like a um doesn't say what kind of company is it like if it's a i don't know like some place where you have the front of the house and the back of the house. Maybe there's two. Uh, Who knows? Or maybe the other two are women since they don't use bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe no, maybe the other two are women and they use a women's room and the men use, there's one male bathroom. The men's room. Oh, they put a little sign up. Yeah. Switch maybe. the sign. Maybe. Yeah. Well, hopefully, yeah. well, bathroom bandit list. All gender. All gender. All gender. I love the all genders because as a woman, you have a much less chance of having to wait in line when they're all genders than if you have to wait in the women's rooms. Oh, yeah, that was a question, waiting for the loo. Because of the way uh, stadiums are designed, they're designed to bias towards men because they mm-hmm. want to, you know, and so that's why there's well, always... Plus, men so not do th- their business in a trough. You could have like 30 people relieving themselves in the trough. Yeah, that's true. I've always found that a little inelegant. Yeah, well... <laughs> to say... To say <laughs> really? <the> <laughs> I wonder what about peeing in a trough with 30 other people is inelegant. <laughs> yeah, what is it me? Is it me? <laughs> All right. See you, Bathroom Bandit. Are you ready oh, for our funny. next question? Yes, please. All right. Dear Mary and Chris, 
I work in an entry-level position for a construction company. My team is super cool and we often go to happy hour after work. I love spending time with them outside of the office, but the problem is that it's costing me a fortune. They tend to either split the tab evenly or take turns buying rounds, which in theory is fine, except that they order really expensive drinks and I'm kind of a Budweiser guy. I don't want to seem cheap, but I really can't afford to subsidize top shelf liquor for others. How can I keep the camaraderie and still be able to pay off my student loans? Uh, I'm not poor. I wait. Oh, it's signed. I'm poor not cheap in Portland? Yeah. This is a this sweet was, question. This was sweet. I think he's being so, you know, I, I understand this. What I think it's really unfair. Don't, don't, yeah. I, I think it's unfair. And yes, 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 uh, Portland, you are subsidizing your workmates. Yeah. I, I think I, uh, I would go with a direct approach. So next time they ask you out, say, well, I'd like to go uh, say, look, your champagne tastes are a bit rich for my blood, especially since I'm paying off my student debt. And then they'll say, well, what do you mean? Because this is what they'll do. They'll say, what do you mean? What do you mean? What, do you, what are we doing? Here? They won't, they're not aware of what they're doing. Then explain, uh, you know, basically, um, you like the finer things. And I'm on a bud budget, a bud budget. So I like hanging out with you. Um, uh, so, but my bank account does not. Yeah. And if you don't mind, I'd like to join you when I can afford to. So you guys have fun tonight, maybe next time. Now, <laughs> this guilt, that's yeah. all guilt, right? No, that's so not guilt, like that's it, honesty. I think that's really, I think that's the right approach. Yeah, Keep going. I think it is, but at the same time, they're going to feel guilty, like, oh my God, this poor kid. And so, uh, and if they like you, and, they, and I suspect they do, they'll give you some grief, they'll give you grief, but they'll insist you come. And you say, only on the condition I buy my own for the time being, at least till I bring down my debt, and then when I do, we'll celebrate. How about it? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I think that's exactly right. That's exactly, almost exactly what I what I had as well is I think honesty is your best policy right up yeah. front. Just saying, guys, I love you. I just can't afford to go out with you. And I think they'll either yeah. be like, oh my God, we're so sorry. Of course, you know, our, we're higher further in our career. Uh, so they might end up buying you drinks. Um, you could say, like Chris said, you could say, I'm happy to go. Uh Explain why, you know, I'm on bud budget. You could either get a separate check, would it be okay if I had a separate check by my own? Um, or if you don't want to say anything when you show up, assuming they're at a table, just go to the bar to get your drinks, right? Just say, hey, mm, you know, that that's sort not of thing. A bad idea. And then my last idea is this, and that is show up on time. Have a butt or two, leave early before the check comes and throw down, <laughs> throw down some money for your stuff plus money for tip and tax. So you could oh, do I, that. I like one. that too. But I do, but I would say that's only if you, for some reason, don't feel comfortable, uh, being truthful and honest. But I think honesty is going to be the best policy. I agree with you, Chris. I agree completely. with you. I think the, that's the only way to go here. So I remember uh, when I was in my early twenties, I was hanging around with a, a group of people that were, flashier than I was. And they would do that too. They would just order these drinks. And I thought, I, I can't, I can't go out with yeah. these people. I yeah. just can't go out with these people. I should have been more honest, but yeah, you know, I did like where they went. And the funny thing is, when you say that to somebody, people won't think less of you. They'll think more of you. I, you know, when I was younger, I was, you know, working for nonprofits and I had friends who had tons of money and I'd be like, guys, I really can't afford it. I'm really sorry. And they'd be like, oh no, we'll help you like blah, blah, blah. And, or they, or they would understand or they'd offer to pay for me. Yeah. I like that. So I think the other thing I th I'll tell you one but other in America, we is, don't want to admit we can't afford things. 
Oh no, that's true. There's other one recourse, but you have to be uh have you ha- befriend the bartender and you get some freebies every once yeah, in a while. That's true, but that worked for me. Yeah, but if you're with a group and you ha- you're splitting the bill, you're still gonna be. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's there's that. If you have a workplace question, hey people, we're here to help. Email us to info at cubicleconfidential.com. We'd love to hear from you. Um, all right, do we have time for one more question, or should we save yeah, it for yeah. next time? Okay, we gotta be fast. No, no, then. Let's do it. Okay, let's do it. Dear Cubicle Confidential, my partner is stealing, or you might say pilfering, from the kitchen and the stock room, toilet paper, napkins, post-it notes, cleaning supplies, everything we bring in for the office, he treats as his own personal pantry. If we order food for the staff, he's the first one to wrap it all up and take it home. I think he is setting a bad precedent. I've noticed a few staff starting to follow his lead. What the bleep is happening? We give generous bonuses to everyone in the company every year. Do I need to include a a Costco gift card too? Or am I just being a Scrooge? Or is he just a a cheapskate? Love your podcast, signed Pilford and Poughkeepsie. P.S. I made up my name and place to protect the guilty. (laughs) All right, see if you can answer this in one minute, Chris. Yeah, yeah. I think, okay, yes, this person is stealing. Yes, he's costing the company money. Uh, had he only been doing it, you could take him inside and say, don't do it anymore. Since he's infected the staff, you have to create a policy that explicitly states all supplies and all foodstuffs are the property of the company. The removal of any items without our explicit permission of management will result first in a warning, then a wage deduction, and then a third uh, incident separation. Announce it, send it an email, Post it in common areas and start with the phrasing out of necessity. Love done that. Done and done. That is very, that's very right to the point, Chris. Well done. Boom. All right. I'm going to go. I don't think you should say anything to the staff yet. I think you do the, I'm counting my minutes right now. I think you absolutely have talked to your partner. This is unacceptable. You have to tell him that it's unfair to you financially and it sets a bad precedent for the staff. Like, and no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You could also consider creating like a budget or a take list uh, saying make like, if you take something, just write it down and then you take that money off of whatever salary or draw he gets. Um, Or you could say, hey, we're ordering toilet paper. Do you need any? And again, track and then (laughs) give it to him. But under no circumstances should anybody on the staff see him taking anything. He cannot be taking anything home in front of the staff. And if after you do this for like a month or two and you get your partner under control, uh, and if the staff is still taking things, then I think you go and do what you did and you create a, uh, a mandate. I like that. I think your advice is sound. I, I will go with what you do. I, I like oh mine is phase two. Yours is I'm phase, phase two. two. And yours is a yes. really good phase two. All right. Look at yeah. that. Look at I that. Know, right? We agreed. Because and we, we did it in, in a short window of time. I know we were cheap and we were By the way, the I time. would order extra toilet paper and send it to that other company. <laughs> <laughs> with the bathroom bandit. <laughs> We should get them talking. Well, Chris DeSantis, thank you for being neither cheap nor stingy nor frugal with your 
uh, sage advice and time today. Thank you, dear listeners, for tuning in to this week's episode. A big thanks to our executive producer, Mr. Jack Edinger. Uh, if you have a workplace question, a dilemma, a bathroom situation, please don't <laughs> hesitate to give us a shout. You could email us to info at cubicleconfidential.com, tweet us at cubicleconfide1, or find us on LinkedIn, Cubicle Confidential, Chris DeSantis, or Mary Abijay. And until next week, we hope that you work hard, be kind, tip well, and if you can't, call us. All right, see you next time. 